0: Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We got the bill butts Getting stupid, feeling proud. Change, we make a Sing. lot of noise. Turn the music loud. Johnny O'Mara, John hands up for them real ones, them good girls and them bill butts Hands up for them real ones.
1: Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to the Bill Buds Podcast. I, of course, am your host, as always, JPC, and with me, my co-host, with the very mo host, the initials, JJO. The name? Johnny O'Mara. Johnny, how's it going?
2: <laughs> Man, it's going great. Uh mm. as you can hear, I'm I'm getting over being a little sick. Not the novel coronavirus, just Mm-mm. your run-of-the-mill coronavirus um, and isn't it Johnny I'm feeling the great per- the perfect time of year for a
1: little cold huh we're like in the throes of february we're really yeah we're, we're on the we're on the outs of february we're almost we're almost done with this bullshit it's
2: i'll tell you why it's been a little warm a little too and warm for my seasonably warm, seasonably warm. <laughs> It stresses me out when it's like 50 degrees in February and everyone's like, oh, this is so nice. This is great. Can't it just be like this for the rest of winter? And Mm. I'm just like, no, that's these are signs that things are bad. Yeah, now, so here's the thing. It is signs that
1: things are bad. I totally agree with you. But it's one of those things where it's like, it, it won't last forever. But shouldn't we enjoy... The years before it boils over, like shouldn't we enjoy the years where it's 50 in February before it's <laughs> 80 in February, and we're like, well, now we're absolutely yeah. fucked. But we're—it's not yeah, like we're that's not true. It's not like we're not fucked. Like we're fucked. Like we're not getting any closer to not being fucked. That we're, you know, lighting a match and holding it to the world. The world is burning. So it's like we should enjoy our 50 degree February days because, you know, the salad that's days true. ain't lasted forever. <laughs> <laughs> because the the two options are you could be like wow isn't this a wonderful february or you could be like uh-oh
2: <laughs> and i'd rather not think about the And uh-oh. then you just keep saying uh-oh until <laughs> until you die. <laughs>
1: yeah, fair enough. Uh yeah, it's 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 uh-oh season out there. Um but Johnny I'm very glad that you are um getting over your cold. I I I'm, I'm sorry for your poor vocal cords. I'm especially sorry because it's we're a- about to talk for an hour about something that I might just make you exclusively talk about because uh, I don't know that I. That's have That's fair. Lot to it's say. near
2: and dear to my heart.
1: <laughs> All right, well, fuck it. Then let's. I do want to. I do want to ju- jump right in, Johnny, because um, I've been having it. a great February. We've been doing some albums I really enjoyed. Uh, so let's get into 1998's <laughs> Americana Deluxe by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Now, Johnny, you've been, I want to say, mm, taunting me. You've been, uh, you know, uh, holding it over our head, threatening that you are going to do Big Bad Voodoo Daddy on the podcast. So I I guess talk to me a little bit about your experience with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and why you chose this album today.
2: Yeah, so my experience with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is, like you, I grew up in the 1990s Mm -hmm. and experienced that strange little Swing revival that happened in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, and that really coincided with a time in my life where I got very into bowling shirts and fedoras. Yeah, and I was a fan of Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and Cherry Poppin' Daddies and Squirrel Nut Zippers and all of the all of the fellas. Um, sure. And every now and then, when one of these songs comes on, or when I watch an old Gap commercial, I th- think fondly <laughs> of that time. Um, and I really wanted to revisit it with sort of fresh eyes and ears, uh, in a t-shirt and not mm. not a bowling shirt, not sure. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was very into the whole the whole deal at the Does time. It- does it feel a little bit like some kind of like mass psychosis
1: thing that like we culture went through at, because can you imagine it happening now? Can you imagine a swing revival in 2024? I just, it, it doesn't feel like it could be
2: the, it's strange because I agree completely. It would be yeah. unbelievable, but also like, Y2K stuff is coming back So not necessarily Swing But you know everything comes back Swing was just such a Thing to come It was like such a specific big thing That that, and it came back In such a way where it was like we're just doing Swing it wasn't even yeah. like This is the 2024 Version of Y2K aesthetic It was like oh we're just doing Swing Music. It's swing again.
1: It's swing again. We're gonna get the pinstripes, the wingtips, the big hats. It's
2: swing. It's just we're gonna do swing. Yeah. I here's here's, and I, I this sounds like a joke, and it's it's. I promise it's not. Okay. This is the kind of thing that could only have happened before nine eleven, because it was there was no yeah. irony. There was yeah. no. It it was it was so sincere, and it was just like. This is just fun. We're just going to be a bunch of weirdos and big hats, yeah. and that's it.
1: Yeah, I just and don't I don't think that
2: could happen anymore.
1: Yeah, late stage capitalism is not equipped to handle another swing revival. Like I, I feel like the the world has to burn, society has to crumble uh, before we
2: are able to have a swing revival in the same way. You know, I, speaking of late stage capitalism, I've been thinking about that a lot because everybody's always talking about it. And I think mm. I don't think people are giving capitalism enough credit because I think that we could get much later than we you are. You think right there's going to be
1: a later stage, huh? You, yes. So, yeah, I really I, do. I, I'm I not. Think, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I, mean, I do believe. I truly do believe that we are living in the decline. Like the the decline is happening now. I think that the decline, that line's going to go down at like a you know yeah, smaller angle over time. We're it's it's a very long slide, but you know a, 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 what? It's like a house that's built on matchsticks. Like it when it starts crumbling, it crumbles fast, right? Like it's like a uh, you know with the the 2008 collapse. I remember watching that on like television and being like old enough to not really understand or young enough to not really understand what was happening, but old enough to understand that something bad was happening and being like. Oh, it's yeah. this is happening quickly, quickly, quickly. I think that we're I think that we're getting close. Hey, either way, Johnny, I think we'll see it in our lifetimes. <laughs> I was thinking about this too. Because I was thinking about this this thing with like how how not only is the whole late late stage capital. It's so delusional. It's this like, it's this, you know, train that has ran out of tracks and it's just like driving 180 miles per hour on earth, just like burrowing deeper and deeper. I was thinking about (laughs) having to like explain to my child that I'm like, oh, by the way, like, just so you know, you're, you live in the evil empire. Like this is, you, you got born into the bad country. I know everything seems good when you just like look around and you see people and whatever but it's like that that's also <laughs> you're living in the bad country like this is the one that makes all the wars like you just don't see them right now cuz they're not here cuz they're not here and yeah. they might not be here we for a long wars. time but they will be there though they're going on <laughs> it's a hard it's a hard thing to grasp and i think that swing has a big part of that <laughs> my my hope is that the uh, the third swing revival really puts all of that into uh, a stark perspective it'll be like uh, it'll look like um what's it like escape from la that like kurt russell movie just everything will be burning and like <laughs> big weird basketball games in the streets and uh at a swing revival yeah i i i agree with you johnny about the like the pre and post 911 thing for this um and it, it just seems like if there was a swing revival now like i can fully believe there there could be like a big swing TikTok, like swing talk could be a big thing, but I think it would be so oh, God. like niche. And I think it would be, it would apply only to a certain group of people. Whereas this, I mean, Big Bad Foodie Daddy played the Super Bowl in 99. It was ubiquitous. Like it was like a big thing and it, it was real and it was
2: sincere. That's there. Nothing is sincere anymore. Everything is yeah. either ironic or or cynical. And this was just, yeah, we're just having fun. We're just having fun and and I, yeah. you know, whatever you, whatever we come away from this album thinking, I do really appreciate and respect that like this happened and everyone was just like, this is just fun and that's okay. And that's great. And that. and we'll never, we'll never, we'll never see humanity come together like that again. It, it, for my money. For
1: Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, I was familiar with the band. Um, Cherry Pop and Daddies did Zoot Suit, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So that was the one that I was like most familiar with. I think that was like the the bigger. Because Weird Al covered it. Because Weird Al covered it. Um, but I was kind of like aware of this this thing, and I I it didn't again at the time strike me as weird that this music was everywhere. And I yeah. remember it more than anything being like a big part of like movies even of this period. Like there was a lot of like swing Swingers. stuff that happened. Yeah, Swingers. They had a song on Swingers as well. Um, I, I I think that there was like a uh, swing dance. There's just like swing dance scenes in a lot of movies yes. that I have like in my head. There's a Brendan Fraser movie where I think he did like the, swing uh, dancing. The, oh, uh, Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past, yes. The Mask. Yes, The Mask. Exactly, The Mask.
2: Like, th- this was... And the weird thing about the mask wasn't on the swing. (laughs) It was that the dude was green. (laughs) (laughs) But swing was just like big,
1: and and it didn't seem strange that it was, uh, but it was, and it it seems very odd. Did I ever tell you, Johnny, that I I think it was for a talent show. I don't know what else it would have been for. I'm trying to remember. But in high school, junior year or senior year, I um, did a swing dance like – a swing dance. I don't even remember to what song it was in a talent show. Um with my uh with a girl I had a crush on who was like, "I want to do a swing dance." And I was like, "Okay, of course. Of course we'll do a
2: swing dance." Um I, t- but that I was took th- th- I, 2006? No, 2007. Yeah. I did I took dance class. I was mm-hmm. I did dance for a long time in my youth. We did swing dances. We did um like a Brian Setzer song or something. I, and i i got to say swing dancing is
1: fun like there's there's like oh, yeah. know, dips and flips and like a lot, a lot of like you know movements it's 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 a it's a it's a more than um i have very positive associations with swing dance but when i sat down to listen to this entire album of swing music i was like <laughs> wow like what is going on so 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 d- it, just it, 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 it's it's way too late to talk about this but i do need to say i need to mention This album is called Americana Deluxe. If you are looking for it on Spotify, it's going to be called Big Bad Voodoo Daddy because the album cover of this just says Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. It doesn't say Americana Deluxe anywhere. Now, also, this is their first album on Interscope. But in 1994, they put out their very first album on their own label called Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. So they have an album from 94 called Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and an album called from 98 that is called Americana Deluxe but looks like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And if you're looking for it on Spotify, Spotify will say Big Bad Voodoo Daddy from 1994, but that is Americana Deluxe. They don't have the
2: 1994 version on Spotify. It's very and, it's very, And confusing. a lot of the – some of the songs from the 94 one were re-recorded for Americana Deluxe. A- at least a
1: few of them what's, are on this album as well.
2: What's really interesting to me – and I and when I think of Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and the swing revival, it is late '90s, early 2000s. It is mm-hmm. it is very '98 feels like the year. The so year, yes. I I wonder in 1994 when Big Bad Voodoo Daddy made their self titled album, the original one, were they just like a bunch of weirdos who are into swing and they were like, let's just do this, and then it blew up and they caught the wave. Or or did they create the wave or did they catch the wave? You know what I'm saying? Because 94 I feels did,
1: early. I did read when Big Bad Booty Daddy was formed, it was just the two guys, like the, the main guy who's the singer. And they came out of like uh, hardcore punk and ska scenes. And then they just kind of decided that they wanted to do more of this swing throwback thing together. So like – they, they they came out of the other stuff that was happening in the early '90s and then transitioned into swing. I I guess
2: the ska to swing pipeline is not that unreasonable. No,
1: not unreasonable at all. Um. Anyway, this album, twelve tracks, fifty four minutes and twenty one seconds. That's how you know you're listening to the right one. The genre, swing revival. This is probably a first for us on the show. This is crazy, Johnny, because I had to actually do a little bit of a deep research on this. <laughs> this peaks at number forty seven on the Billboard charts, which is. You know, as far as popularity goes, that's not high up, but it spent fifty-six weeks on the charts. So that's over a year. So that just shows you that like the, the popularity was there. And then they even it culminated with this coming out in in, in ninety eight. They played the halftime show for the Super Bowl in ninety nine. So you know that there was like, you know, popularity there. Just just wild.
2: I'm I'm I just pulled up the Wikipedia article for swing revival. What a <laughs> What a strange time. All
1: right, well, Johnny's reading the Wikipedia article on the podcast. Why don't we experience a strange time together? Let's listen to track one. This is The Boogie Bumper. Well, that's a little bit of the boogie bumper. I, I mean, I'll say this you, you know exactly what you're getting with this album. You know, the yeah. boogie bumper starts and you're yep. like, okay, so it's going to be a bunch of, it's going to be doo do, and it's it's
2: swing music. We're listening to the swing music. Yeah. Uh, the And this, this, is, this song is basically an instrumental. And I'll say pretty much every song, the ones, most of the rest of them have lyrics. They're all really instrumental songs, you know, like, yes, the lyrics are pretty um, sparse, you know, like it's it's maybe one verse that repeats a few times. And then it's just like just some some dudes wailing.
1: If it's not a song that is specifically like because there's the songs that are like talking about a thing and there's the songs that are like hey here's some swing music. So all the hey this is yep, swing music yep. songs the, the the lyrics are incidental to the songs.
2: Yeah. Um I'll say if you don't like this song you're in for a bad time cuz this is exactly what the whole 11 additional tracks on this album sound like. I mean they're they're different but the this is the vibe. Mm, yeah, I mean are they but yeah the the, the, the here's the thing
1: <laughs> you you listen to this song And you get what this album is going to be about This, is good, this album is going to sound exactly like this first song You know, kind of throughout It was hard for me uh, To get into the vibe Of a mm. person in 2024 Who is going to enjoy A whole album of swing music Partially, what I, was hard for me Was I was like, there are specific contexts Where this would be fine Like if I met like a 1950s-themed New Year's party. And that's the only one I could come up with. That That's the, get the context to listen to this album. But this album's almost an hour long, and just sitting it out and playing it in my normal life, it felt kind of insane.
2: It's not... And, and as someone who was a fan, maybe still is a fan, sure. it's not something that is reasonable to just listen to, to, to sit and, to, like, yeah. work or cook. Listening to this is... Bizarre. But if something is going on, if you're at a New Year's party or or just – I don't know. Even if like one or two of these songs showed up on a playlist, it'd be like, okay, sure. But Cause one entire album free of context is is strange. You You kind of want to dance to all of these
1: songs. It'd be like if I was like cooking yeah. and like listening to like EDM music. I just don't know that I could like – I could do that when I'm working out. I could do that when I'm like moving, right? But but to just to just be like w- walking around my house listening yeah. to this, I did feel like
2: I was going crazy a little bit. The bass drops and you like flip a pancake.
1: <laughs> wow wow wow! Be like sp- sprinkling salt <laughs> on top. Like it's, it's it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, it's a hard thing to imagine. Um. Okay. But but let's that. So, song was kind of like our intro into the album. Let's listen to now uh, Mr. Pinstripe Suit. This is track two.
2: I do love a muted horn.
1: You're going to love this album because it's a lot of <laughs> muted
0: <laughs> horn on this thing. So we're with an I don't believe I ever saw him without a cocktail in his hand. No one swings his hand to the big band.
2: I do like um, The whole swing revival um, Cats come up a lot Yes Just talking about alley cats Calling people Hey look at this cat and I'm a big cat fan So that's fun for me You do love cats Which is interesting Because I also really associate Like that Tex Avery Wolf With like swing music mm know
1: it's it's so hard to listen to Mr Penstripe suit in 2024 <laughs> like knowing how irony poisoned my brain has become by yeah. society and culture over the last 20 years that it's like I mean 25 years right now uh, but it's like it's it's just knowing that when this came out it didn't have like a drip of irony to it, and now me hearing it and being like cats and dames and you know sugar baby and all this stuff, it's
2: like ah, ah. it's and the like the guy that they're describing this Mister Pinstripe suit in 1998, that's just like describing a cool swing guy, you know, like yeah. He's like a cool kind of mysterious, I don't know, sexy swing guy and now it's like you're you're weird. You're the you're yeah. a person if I saw you in a bar, even if I fucking saw you in the green mill. Yeah. I would not approach you. No. And
1: I, and I kind of would look at him and go, "Ooh, like oh no. Yeah. Mr. pinstripe suit is here." Um Th- this feels yeah, like also if I saw this guy in public, I'd be like, is that guy wearing a Halloween costume? Like, what's going
2: on? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I do like the song a lot. It's great. I'm, I'm, um, I'm sure that
1: you do. Uh, one thing that, that, I, I, that I was about to say I like but is, is true about this song is there is a part in this song where it feels like there's, like, a dance break – where the the there's yeah. no the, the 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 lyrics go away, but the music is like subdued. Where I feel like there should be dancing going on, but I'm just listening to it, and I'm like, yes. this feels like a dance break in a song. But I'm like, but as, as someone who's just listening to the song, like every it's like almost like the song goes away to let the dance happen. But I'm like there is no dance happening.
2: It, it, I I know exactly. You imagine everyone getting out on the floor, kind of getting low and like do, do, doing do, a do, clap do, to do, the do, do, to do, you know do, do, to the side. Yeah. And it's like, we just have drums and like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, but I'm here. like I'm listening. That's when Stanley Ipkiss really shines on the dance floor. (laughs) You lose something listening
1: to it and not like enjoying like a mute. Like if there's like a a dance music video to this, I'd be like, okay, that's the way to enjoy it. Because then I'm watching the people do the swing dance and swing dancing is cool.
2: That instrumental break makes me want to buy some khakis.
1: (laughs) Uh, that's when they're going over all of the like uh, you know fine print of the gap ad. It's like, you know, can't come out with any other coupons and all that stuff. Uh, all right, Jenny, let's listen to track number three. I think this is one of the bigger hits from the album. This is track three, this is King of Swing.
2: They do a lot of this call-and-response stuff in this album, too. Something that I really like about the call-and-response is, like, it's very clear that the singer is, like, a singer. And everyone doing the call-and-response is just, like, the other guys who are in the band. And it just sounds like a bunch of dudes going, like, King of Swing. Like, they're just guys. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I just thought about? Is Please. Around this time, Conan O'Brien's band, Max Weinberg, yeah, and the Max Weinberg Seven or whatever, mm-hmm. they were like this kind of dude. Like La Bamba yeah. was like this dude, and he yeah. had a trombone, and he just like wore a suit and a hat, and that was just that was just Conan's guys. That was totally normal. Uh, you, you know, the,
1: and there's something about, like, a house band where that makes, like, more sense for. Because yeah. the music is kind of, like, it's at least high energy, like, fat, high tempo, you know, get people moving, maybe get but, the energy going.
2: Compared to, like, Leno and Letterman's yeah. bands, totally different. Yeah,
1: totally different, just totally different vibes.
2: Eubanks could yeah. never. No, no, and they wouldn't. <sighs>
1: It, no. it, but again, that just goes kind of goes to show you how like normalized this thing was, like you know, in
2: it's so in the bizarre. Club.
1: I, I did like this song has these like zippy trumpets to it. I, I really enjoyed that. But yeah. but here's what, where we're at: three tracks into this album, I'm listening to this song, and I think, have I heard this one before? Like, surely I've heard this before already on the album. It's all, yeah. It's all just it, it, the other thing. is like it is Scott adjacent. You know, this swing music mm-hmm. and. But it's just all, it's just, <laughs> it's just it's all swing. swing. <laughs> I, it's so I, I did like heavy in and the songs are so long. Like this 12 tracks, 54 minutes. Because it's, it's, it's made for dancing. So long.
2: It's dancing. Yes. Uh, I, this was the first one really where I was like, this is, this is just an instrumental song that also has yeah. words because yes. the words mean nothing. Um, I do really like the kind of cartoony sound of this song. Like the like you said, the horns are kind of going a little crazy. They're zippy. Like it, it, it's a fun energy that does remind me of a Tex Avery wolf.
1: There's a lot on this like album that you could hear as like the background to a Looney Tunes or an Animaniacs yeah. like cartoon, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, sure. This is this it, is. I absolutely see this here.
2: Like this this." This song plays when I see a hot lady and my eyes bug out of my head and my tongue rolls mm-hmm, out of my mouth mm-hmm, and onto mm-hmm, the ground like a red carpet.
1: <laughs> uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, hey, speaking of cartoons, Johnny, why don't we listen to track four? This is Minnie the Moocher.
2: And hot ladies.
0: Now she had a dream about a king from Sweden. He gave us things that she was needing. Now we built her a home of
2: How close do you think we were as a society for, um, instead of the Matrix being like industrial underground music for the soundtrack, it was swing and like Neo meets Trinity in a swing club.
1: (laughs) God, hey, maybe dangerously close. (laughs) Johnny, Minnie the Moocher. Th- this is mm-hmm. not an original song, right? This is this is like no, a. No, this is a this classic, is a cover. Uh Yeah, it's a. Because I was like, I think they did this first recorded.
2: Like the, oh, go ahead. First recorded in 1931 by Cab Calloway and his orchestra.
1: Yeah, because I, I think they call it a Cab Calloway song in Blues Brothers when they do it as well. So th- this was one that I like. Mm. I know I've heard like a ton of times before, but I didn't. I don't know how many times I've ever heard this version of it. This is a fun song. Sure. It's it's a call and response song. I like Minnie the Moocher.
2: Yeah, and it's got like a little story. It's about this lady. And it's about this lady more so than like Mr. Pinstripe Suit is just like, there's a guy. And this song yeah. is like, here's her deal. Mm-hmm. I like there's like a little funeral march sting at the end, which is fun. Yep, um, yeah. I actually don't they- know if that's in like other versions.
1: They change the tempo a lot with the call and response. I like how it goes. It's like hi de hi hi hi, and sometimes it's hi de hi hi Like they they go from fast to yeah. slow. It's it's fun. It's it. This is like a fun. This is a fun song. Live song too, but it, it didn't Ooh, make me call in a question. Where I'm like track four is Minnie the Moocher. I know I've heard this song before. I'm like, how many of these songs are covers and how many of them are originals? They all sound like they're from 1936. So I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which ones are real. That's the only cover.
2: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. What do you think? Okay. Two questions. Do you think Big Bad Voodoo Daddy still tours? And what do you think it would be like to see a Big Bad Voodoo Daddy concert in 2024?
1: I don't know if they still tour, but I do know that when I looked them up on Spotify to like listen to this album, it said that they had 200,000 monthly listens. So if they're not touring, they're leaving money on the table because people are certainly still interested. You You could absolutely tour. But... Hey, I, Johnny, if it's anything like our experience with other bands like AJR and shit like that, I will certainly be getting emails from Spotify being like, hey, your
2: besties are on tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they did a holiday tour in 2023.
1: Their second album um, that they released on their independent uh, label was a Christmas album, too. So it seems like if you like. And also, I was going to talk about this, too, because we're in February. I was like. This music seems very holiday, but it doesn't seem like winter. Oh, like yeah. it, it, it feels like this is the wrong time of year to be listening to the swing music.
2: Well, I'll tell you, we just missed them. They were in Naperville and Eau Claire, that, Wisconsin.
1: Naperville and Eau Claire, Wisconsin tracks so fucking hard for where they would tour. They would not come to Chicago. They would not come to Chicago. Look, and and good for them. Like, they're doing a thing. It, It seems like they all love swing music. It seems like they're really riding the revival thing. Fine. I'm fine with that. It's probably a fun live show, too. I hope that it's the type of live show where people are moving and grooving and not where it's just a bunch of, like, elder millennials who are just kind of, like, standing and swaying.
2: I think it's probably a lot of a lot of dudes who got to check their katanas at the door. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hope. I hope there's a bunch of like way younger
1: people than us who are like still listening to Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. What
2: if teens? What if Gen Z just is like, yeah, this is that. That's They're, why like, I they just think, tap like, in
1: swing talk could be a thing and i just don't know anything about it like there could be there could be millions of little uh zoomers out there who are just all over tiktok doing swing well johnny okay, ver- looks that up. up the
2: next song i'll look it up
1: <laughs> here's Jack five here's you and me in the bottle makes three tonight in parentheses baby
0: well, I know- I've been fine with my
1: I heard that another thing here, Johnny, that is like that I find to be going on is that I don't think anyone really involved in this project is a good singer, but I don't think it's about like your singing voice at all, and I don't think anyone needs to be yeah. a great singer, like even the main guy, he's more of a charisma singer, like he's more of like he's got like that kind of crooner energy to him, but he does not have like yeah. a
2: Sinatra voice, you know. He's got he's got a great singer for this music or a great voice for this music and he's very lucky that this music got popular.
1: Well, it's the same he could do perfectly in ska as well. Like he's got a ska voice uh, yeah. you know too where it's like we really think that that shit is about the horns and stuff and it's not necessarily about the singing voice. It's like when real big fish like lets their bass player sing a song.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We'll get to we'll get to some other people singing on this album later, but we will, we um, will. yes. Before we discuss You and Me and the Bottle Makes three tonight, baby, uh, I do regret to inform you that I just searched swing on TikTok. It was all about swingers. Um, yeah, of course. People, the sex type. Um, yeah. But there is some swing dance, but it's not, it's not, it's like competitions and stuff. It's not like teens swing dancing at home.
1: That's where I would think it would be. In, in in like again, like in its proper place of like people mm-hmm. doing the dance thing and not like a cultural thing. Because the cultural thing just won't ever happen again. Yeah. Um, but um, what do you but, think, Johnny? You and me and the bottle mix three tonight, baby.
2: Uh well, first of all, this is this is gonna be your life with that baby of yours. Uh feeding feeding them at all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also this this song and also this album and sort of the whole deal of the swing revival really makes being an alcoholic seem very appealing
1: yeah this also has like a prohibition vibe to it where it's like alcohol is like fun and like sexy you know
2: maybe that's it maybe it's it is just like the prohibition thing but i'm just listening to this and i'm like yeah like one more one more drink won't hurt what's the big deal you're and it's to like, dance well, it off anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, at the time, I was a child, but I still really liked sort of cocktail vibes, you know? Like, it looked cool. And it still
1: does. Was it... Is it Mad Men where... Like Don Draper would like make his little child like mix cocktails for his people, like th- th- that. That I'm, was a thing. I've Never seen I... a
2: single episode of Mad Men.
1: Oh, Mad Men's great. Um, but I, I think that that was like a thing that like parents in the fifties would raise their kids to be like, "You you serve cocktails at my parties." But when I was growing up, it was like, no, that was that was not a thing. We weren't we weren't doing that.
2: And now I'm gonna be dipping your babies, uh, past fire in scotch. <laughs> I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm going to do it.
1: (laughs) You stay away from my baby's pacifier. Uh, Okay, uh, Johnny, speaking of something that I would never do, let's listen to track six. This is Jump With My Baby. Oh, no, no. A lot of my baby stuff on this, too.
2: Sweet baby. Babies, cats, daddios. This was a fun instrumental break to me. This is a
1: six-minute song. This is such a long s- song on the album that it's like they had
2: time to do. They luxuriated in this instrumental. Yeah.
1: Because C- this right here is almost like more jazz than swing. Yeah. Now it's getting a little swingy again.
2: Well, this is this is the part where you, you're like dancing really crazy. Everybody kind of like spills over. You take a break. You freshen up your drink. And then you get back out <laughs> on the floor.
1: This is the part where I was thinking to myself, "How fucking long is this album? <laughs> How goddamn long is this album?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's long. It's long. Yeah, I mean, thoughts on
2: "Jump with My Baby." This is the longest song on the album. It's fun. I, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say that so far I'm having a great time with this album. Okay. Even though I would never listen to it in its entirety because that's absolutely unhinged. Uh, I think it's, it makes me want to dance. Yeah, truly. It it seems like the divide between what
1: an album track is and a single on this album kind of doesn't matter because they all kind of sound the same too. So it's like, it is fun to listen to an album with that context. We don't usually get that. Uh, Okay, well, hey, Johnny, look, I I do want to talk about track seven though because now I guess we're technically moving on to side B of this album, but we're also moving to um, a, kind of a, the different, another type of swing song that we haven't really heard yet on this album. Uh, let's listen to track seven right now. This is Maddest Kind of Love. This
0: kind of Is you soul And cuts you like an the kind
2: of This is like the kind of like Slow, sinister, lounge singery swing song. See, up. now the rest of the album so far has made me want to drink a lot of alcohol. This song makes me want to smoke a lot of cigarettes.
0: I really like this part. It's something she does, something she'll say. It's the maddest kind of love.
1: Yeah, this is a fun song. I I I like to kind of love. This honestly, you're right. It's like it is smoky,
2: you know. Yeah. This this reminds me honestly of the like maybe just because it is like cartoony and and of a it's like a throwback thing, but it reminds me of like the nightclub in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like I imagine Eddie Valiant walking in while this song is played. Very well could be.
1: I mean, it's it yeah that fits kind of perfectly. Um, I did enjoy that this was like a, it, it was a separate kind of song. It was like a different yeah. type of sound to what we've heard before. And an album that has like so far felt just very the same to me throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but this album is so long. This album is 52 minutes. And like, this song is five minutes. And I did like, there's no reason for it. Uh, but the reason is because it's like, there's going to be a ton of instrumental stuff in it. And it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. It's. It is what it is, right? Like, I, I want it you, to be something different, and I want to be experiencing something different. But for what it is, that's like, on it's you. Good. You got to meet me. them where that's they're on at. Me. I and I need to meet them where they're at, and it's so hard to do because I cannot get back into having 1999 brain again. I just don't have that brain anymore. So it's <sighs> and so we all hard wish to we listen could. to this. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to listen to it in the context of like wh- where it was created for for who it was created so it's it's very strange um okay Johnny let's listen to track eight let's listen to go daddy some more daddy stuff
2: um the website where I would buy my bowling shirts was daddios.com. of course it was listen to the horn farts Bartt Bart. Wow. Since 1996, Daddy O's Thank you for your patronage over the last 26 years We are closing our doors and retiring But Daddy O's will always rock on in our hearts Sad So that They just recently
1: did that? I guess Wow I guess Johnny didn't buy enough
2: fucking bowling shirts To keep him in business (laughs) That's a goddamn shame
1: Johnny Go Daddy O. This is another one of the songs on the album that barely has any lyrics. It's just a it's a it's a vehicle to do this whole swing song. What what are your thoughts on Go Daddy O? Yeah,
2: it's 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 fun. It's what I really liked the the maddest kind of love vibe shift, and then this kind of goes right back to where we were. And it would have been nice to have maybe a, a slower side B. Um, but it's it's fun. It's fun. It's it's no different than any other song we've listened to. So if you. Yeah. I feel the exact same way about this song as I do about every other song on this album.
1: One time I remember um, The Weeknd put out an album. And some people were talking about it. And they're like, oh yeah, you gotta listen to this weekend album. And I remember having the thought, the first thought that popped into my head was, huh, the weekend does an entire album, which just the weekend. Huh. Interesting. I've never, I've never I'd never considered that before, that there might be a whole and I listened to the album and I thought, wow, I certainly got this after a couple of songs. I don't dislike the weekend. But in my mind, he was a singer that only put out singles. He was like Blackpink. Like, there's no albums. It's just like four or five songs that you hear all over the place. But there are like album tracks that are just the weekends doing his thing. And those just exist. And this to me, I was like, it's the same thought. I was like, I don't need a whole album of this. I get this. I get get this and it's fine, but I get it.
2: You want an even more chilling thought? Imagine a Pitbull album. (laughs) Yeah. Because he doesn't even have... My my knowledge of Pitbull is he's just a guy on other people's songs. Can you imagine him just 12 of his own songs? What if you saw a Pitbull album and it was like, there are no features on this. It's just Pitbull doing his thing, whatever that might be. I can't even wrap my head around what that will be. <laughs> Uh when we do it next month let's check out the Pitbull discography. Uh, oh
1: yeah, um, <laughs> March of the Pitbulls. Uh we'll do it. <laughs> All right, Johnny, let's 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 get back into the babies. Let's go to track 9. This is a uh, Please Baby. S-
2: sorry, before you start the song, do you just want to guess how many studio albums Pitbull has released? Uh
1: I if it's more than 2, I'll be shocked. Uh, shocked.
2: 12. Wow! I is it one of those even... things, Johnny?
1: Look at the dates. Is it one of those things where the first one came out in like 1968, and they're <laughs> like, "Pit Pitbull is not a person; it's a title." And so, like, he's just picked up. He's Double O Seven.
2: <laughs> yeah, my favorite Pitbull was uh, Sean Connery.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I like the Scottish Pitbull. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's listen to the track nine. This is Please Baby.
0: Please, baby. Let's get it right. I don't think I can take it one more night. I know I love you. I love you. I love you. so the stars.
1: I wrote down that this one had some uh, Santana featuring Rob Thomas ass mm. vibes to it.
2: I only got one thing to say to you about this track: the well, fedora stays on anymore. during sex. <laughs> <laughs> I like the organ in this song. It feels like I'm. Yeah. It feels like I'm sneaking around to have sex.
1: I, I do enjoy to that. I mean, like I said, the, the stripping all the irony out of this album, like these songs are in no hurry to start. sometimes these yeah. songs take a full minute to like kick in, and that's fine they just they just that's what they wanted to do
2: it this this maybe honestly of any album that we've ever done is the hardest to like I mean, like I jokingly said before, but it's the hardest to like meet them where they're at because. Yeah. What they were doing and the the time where they existed is so drastically different from anything before or anything after that, like you're, you, you, they're perfectly executing the thing that they're doing. That thing just makes no sense. It makes twenty twenty four.
1: It makes no sense to me. But again, they're they're and like. The, if you just, if you really want to just hear some great fucking trumpet, some awesome fucking um, saxophone, it's on this album. Like, the, 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 they are impressive
2: musicians. Yeah, the, I mean, this, this is, this must be what it would be like to watch, like, uh, some award-winning, like, Japanese film with no subtitles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just like, yes. I can't, I know that if you if you exist in the world where you can understand this this is good but i just don't it, it, exist it, Yeah, in that and, you're, world. and you're listening to people being very competent about the things that they're doing it's
1: just it's just yeah it's so it's it's a strange thing to listen to 26 years uh after it came out um oh also in this song he rhymes mine with mine which just again shows you that like they Doesn't were matter. the lyrics were not really paramount to what was going on in this thing um all right johnny track 10 Mambo swing
0: Fires in the city
1: Again, lyrics not important, but they're doing more of that kind of like call and response, whoa, whoa, whoa thing. That's
2: cool. Yeah. I like the, I like the, the, I guess Mambo vibe of this. The, you know, it's a different type of song yes. again than we've heard before. And all of the lyrics are just like hip cat daddy nonsense. Yeah. God bless them. Hip cat
1: daddy-o nonsense is a great way to phrase what is going on lyrically on this album.
2: <laughs> um one more check in from Pitbull. I'm so sorry. Jesus. He had a 2012 album called Global Warming and then a 2017 album called Climate Change. What? What is what do you what, is, what do you mean?
1: And <laughs> is is he from Miami? I'm just telling you, I believe so, yeah. I feel like he's strongly associated with Miami. So he's maybe three oh five. Maybe it makes sense. His first sense. album is called Miami.
2: Yeah.
1: That <laughs> he is talking so much about something that is like
2: paramount to to Miami. I can't imagine he is aware on, of what global warming or climate change actually means. He has a twenty nineteen album called Poor Construction Building Collapse.
1: Uh, <laughs> he has a 2021 <laughs> album called "Let's See What More Miami Things." Um, Apoyo Tropical. Uh, he's got yeah. um, what is it? Chicken? There's a th-
2: there's a place called Santa's Ch- Enchanted
1: Forest. <laughs> <laughs> chicken Kitchen. He's got another album called Chicken Kitchen. Uh, more Miami things.
2: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, um, I have a spouse. Sorry, I won't talk about... There. I promise I won't talk about Pitbull anymore.
1: I mean, I don't, what else is there to talk about? We can talk about Mambo Swing, but it is kind of just... If it sounds like other shit we've heard on the album. It's, that's not true. It does have this like more Mambo vibe,
2: this, but like... Yeah. I'll tell you, this album really makes me want to watch The Mask. Yeah. No.
1: I It, it just like... It it makes me thirsty for context. It makes me just really want to like plot myself back into what was going on in 99 so I can be like, no, we weren't. This is this was real. This happened. This was a thing. People enjoyed it. It was all part of a thing and not just this thing that's like existing in isolation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very disorienting. Listen, Um Okay, so the, the last two tracks on this album, Johnny, were also on their 94 album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jumpin' Jack, which is what we're about to hear, was the, I believe it was the first track on their 94 album. Uh, so let's listen to this, Jumpin' Jack.
2: This is, this is fun. Of anything that sounded like
1: cartoon music on this album, Jumpin' Jack was the one that was like the big cartoon energy.
2: This is like a cartoon factory.
1: Yeah. But even this, this right here, this like, this is like a dance break.
2: You hit the dance floor, Take you your time. These hip be cats got nine lives. Down, They're in, no rush. Nah, wild, wild. just so wild. Cool it, daddy Have another drink. Uh, Jumpin' Jack also
1: has a absolute blast of a sax solo in it. I mean, almost every one of these songs has something fun instrumental going on in it. But yeah. that's a little bit of Jumpin' Jack.
2: It's fun. And they do a little, they do a little interpolation of Don't Mean a Thing If It Ain't Got That Swing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. It's a good time. I like the, I like the drums on that one. Just like the big toms. Yeah. It's fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't I can't. I, I don't really. I have nothing to say I about
2: jack. Yeah. I know. You know?
1: It's like, what, what else? What else? What else can you say? The, the, I do have something to say about this last track. So let's talk about mm-hmm. this. This is at least, I mean, this is a silly track. Let's listen to a little bit of So Long, Farewell, Goodbye. Mm hmm.
2: You know, I was just down in New Orleans, and this uh, is this really bringing me back. Yeah. I can see that. I think it's fun that everyone gets a little verse, but I don't think that they're... They don't have the same juice that, that the main guy does.
1: It even sounds like they're not on like, the right type of microphone. Like he's singing into the mic that's made to mic the drums, <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> I imagine they're singing in like antique 1930s, like like RKO microphones, you know. This,
1: this is like it's a, this is a silly song. Like the band, yeah. who knows how many people? It's probably like seven people in this band, but it seems like everyone's getting a little like versed to say so so long farewell. Um, And instead of doing the thing that they're known for uh, where, you know how like in a, in a a concert, sometimes the singer will take a break and they'll be like, you know, uh, yeah. Jane Schmoltz on guitar. Then Jane (laughs) Schmoltz does her like guitar thing for a while. That's the way, the way this feels it's, but it's like, everyone's the opposite. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, They're like Jane Schmoltz on guitar. Then Jane's like, I'd like to talk to everyone for a minute about uh, the pandas of the rainforest. And it's like, no, just do guitar, like, introduce everyone in the band with their thing, not introduce everyone in the band, and, like, have them sing, yeah. because it's like, they're not good at that.
2: Um, But maybe they're like, well, we've been, they've been showcasing their music the whole time. Yeah. Let's let them do something else. I do like that there's kind of a false end. <laughs> okay. And okay. then, and then that really big showy end. That's fun. Yeah.
1: This partially feels like the song, like and Jack is their last song of the evening. And then they turn on all the lights in the place, mm. bright lights in the place. But then they're also like, they just play <laughs> So Long Farewell as everybody is just like filing out.
2: <laughs> Fuck. That's really funny. Yeah. That's it. Like a janitor uh-huh. is like sweeping. They got a big push broom like sweeping uh-huh. the dance floor. I,
1: I also love yeah. that this was their closer on their 94 album. So they were like... This is such a good
2: closer. We have to put it on two albums. Like, the this winner. is the closer. That's probably hard to do, like, a self-produced album where you, like, really put your heart into it and then be signed to a label and be like, well, that was all our good stuff.
1: Yeah. I get it. We, Yeah. I Hey, I get it. I get it. And if hey, if you really wanted people to listen to so long for Well goodbye, I'm glad you put it on two albums. Um, yeah. That's the, that's the whole thing, Johnny. That, that is, that is 1998's uh, Americana deluxe by big bad voodoo daddy. I mean, look, I did not dislike this album. I was just like mystified by this album. It was too long for me to listen to. It was hard to listen to critically. I was not in the right frame of mind to listen to it for most of the time that I listened to it. Uh, it was a disoriented listen. I am not putting this on my top one hundred albums of all time i I don't even know I, I think that this is another one that I will say. Listen to the boogie bumper if you think if you like what's going on in the boogie bumper or if you're gonna have like a swing dance party or something, give it a try but uh, for normal like music if, listening i I can't recommend it
2: if you're a a lowly bank employee and you find Loki's mask that washed the for, pop it on, listen to the record
1: <sighs> yeah i I don't know. Maybe maybe you let me know uh in the Discord if you have a context to listening to this that was uh, useful for you but I just couldn't find it.
2: There's there's I, I I mean I I know I brought this album and I do I I like it and I think that they are good at what they do, but I agree it's it is so hard it's so hard to listen to it in 2024. Because that the world the world that this album was released into does not exist anymore. No, it's gone. And and so much more than anything we've listened to, you can't even uh you know, we listen to some stuff where it's like, Oh, I remember like being in high school. This is like I remember feeling like a teenager because people are still being teenagers and that experience is still happening. Yeah. But there's no It's not like the swing revival is something that happens. You know, it's not like everyone in their life goes through a swing revival.
1: <laughs> you know, I we, we listened to like that like Michelle Branch album. I don't even remember what, what year that Michelle Branch album was, but it doesn't matter. Um but because it made me feel like there was like nostalgia that I was getting out of this. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of nostalgia from this, even though I didn't know. Maybe I, I never listened to this album i, I but it was it was familiar to me, but not like in a positive
2: way, you know
1: like well, there,
2: it's I weird. not it's weird because it's like nos- it's like double nostalgia, or it would be because this music was already n- like nostalgia music for a bygone era when it came out, so yeah. then you're like it's like secondhand nostalgia or something if you were to feel that.
1: You you said double nostalgia, and that just made me think. Uh, the other day, I can't remember. I was like, I don't even remember what app I was on, but I was like watching a movie, and I was like, the, uh, the movie ended, and it was like suggested movies, and I was like going down the suggested movies rabbit hole because, the, the streamer services they never have like another good suggested movie for you. They they really yeah. only have like trash, but I was seeing so many Stone Cold Steve Austin movies. I was like. I was not aware that that man made movies, but he made so many what? movies. Yeah, the, the wrestler Stone Cold Steve did Austin he made play, a bunch of movies. Did he play him? One of these days, I'm going to have to watch them. But there was, was one that was like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Steven Seagal in the same movie. And I was like, that movie could be called Double Nostalgia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. This is not going on my top 100, but i I will no, probably I go watch the mask sure. um and I, I this is my vow because I know I kind of said this a while ago, and I was like, I want to get back to like more pop yeah. music yeah I don't think I have anything else on the docket right now i'm gonna but the next the next few albums that I add okay. I vow that they will be normal. Pop normal pop albums good pop okay
1: i okay. not now when johnny says pop he
2: means okay. cherry pop and daddies that's what he means yeah, normal cherry pop and daddies music yeah i'll i'll say i have i have one more thing on the on the docket that's not pop pop but it's pretty normal and not this and then i'll okay. then i'll i'll go back i'll go back okay Okay, we'll see. Because please, Johnny, don't or maybe, make us
1: listen to more. <laughs> or maybe I lied. Who he knows?
0: Right back to her, maybe.
1: <laughs> uh, we don't know. Uh, who, who fucking knows? Uh, but hey, th- th- thank you for everyone uh, hanging out uh, with us uh, all month long. Uh, if you want bonus episodes, we do them in our off week at patreon.com slash Pod. Uh, Johnny, do you have anything out there for the people in
2: Bill Buds land? I'll just say if you're not in the Patreon and you hear this. Imagine the kind of bullshit we're listening to over there, you know?
1: It's basically like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy albums every week over in the Patreon. So uh, we're just uh, little Johnny little scratching Voodoo our fucking mommy. heads. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Uh, I got nothing for all you people out there. Um, but I will say to all of you listening out there in Bill Butts land, change your stinky diapies.
0: Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going on. We got the Bill so make a lot of noise, sing. turn the music loud. Johnny O'Mara, John hands, hands up for them real ones, them good girls, and them billbugs. Hands up for them real ones, them good girls, them billbugs. Hands up for them real ones, them good girls, them billbugs. Hands up for them real ones, them good girls, them billbugs.